0: I'm sorry. Did somebody say recruiting again? Because here we are one more time. Recruiting never, ever, ever, ever ends. We're here with Brian Smith. We're going to come back, Locked On Bulldogs, talk all thing recruitment right after this. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everybody. I am Clint On Bulldogs, and this right here, Brian Smith. Brian, why don't you introduce yourself
1: to the people of On Bulldogs? Who you are and what you do? I am a recruiting fanatic by trade. Uh, been around the industry for 25 years in some way, shape, or form. I uh, was with the original Rivals crew. I know, it was 99, something like that. Um, okay. It's it's fun to be around it. Uh, I work um, with a lot of different people. I've been very blessed. But right now, I am the publisher of All Hurricanes on Foundation and happy to be a part of the Lockdown Network. Going to be doing a lot of different shows
0: that's exactly right we are glad to have him a lot of different shows a lot of different intel this guy lives and breathes sec country he's right in the heart of it he knows all the type of recruits he knows what's going on he's probably at every camp that you've ever <laughs> heard of in your entire life running around somewhere uh so brian i, d- I just want to start big picture kind of uh, sec and specifically georgia recruiting is there any intel with georgia any movers any shakers anything happening within the recruitment trail the class looks shored up but is there anything that's moving that's new for us that we
1: might want to know about i think the biggest thing is that kirby is just unsettled he's never satisfied i was going over the list a couple of days ago and then just a few minutes ago before i went over the like the the list of kids they have for official visits it's stupid Uh, it's stupid like i don't even know how to put it because like when I was growing up, Georgia recruited about 10 seconds from campus, and that was all they had to really do. And you know, they were top 10 team a lot of times. There's like a running back from Arizona, there's kids yeah. from Mississippi, there's kids from South Florida, there's kids, they just got a kid from northern Indiana.
0: Yes, sir. Wide receiver who's going to ball out. I I liken him to George Pickens, but that's neither here nor there. Yes, you're right. The the landscape is shifting.
1: It's it's really wild. And I just think it's interesting that it shows that mindset. If you're going to win at the true upper echelon, that's how you have to do it. And he's kept himself motivated and his staff. I ran into some of his coaches on the road the other day, got a chance to talk to them. They just like it. That's the difference. I mean, recruiting for most guys, it's you, you got to push them. Mm. They have guys, not maybe not all of them, but they have a lot of guys that just actually like it. They're fun to talk to, get intel from And they want to find out who's the next guy. Who should I go see? That's right. They're just different, man. I don't don't know. I mean, winning helps, obviously. But recruiting is one of those things. It's about personalities and fit. Kids follow coaches. I know alums and boosters don't want to hear that. Kids don't pick the logo on the shirt. They pick the person wearing the shirt. Uh, That's that's just the way it is. It That's is what, what it is. is.
0: I, I need a coach that I can connect with that gets me, that knows me. And Kirby, we've been saying it for years and years and years. Ever since he took over the Georgia program, he is that guy that can relate to recruits well. He speaks their language. Uh, he's not some fuddy duddy. He's he's getting more people involved in the process. He's replicating his recruitment plan to other coaches. You're, you're exactly right. Just everywhere throughout the program, they just love it. um And. And I think you're right. I, I can maybe think of like Moneyball where Brad Pitt's character, you know, in, in the movie, he just he yeah. just is like unrelenting on the trade front on the on the horn getting around. Go, go, go. And he just says, I, I just want it all. I, I need my guys. Uh, and I think uh, what's been talking this cycle a lot is that illustrious best recruiting class ever is still out there for 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 2024 coming up uh and and if raiola joins that crew it's certainly going to expedite that process what do you give the chances of georgia getting that illustrious best recruiting class ever title in 2024 cycle
1: why why couldn't they why, why would look at it this way what would be ones regardless of who you root for and i i'm certainly no georgia fan but i mean i follow the program why would you bet against them? I mean, I, I just said it a second ago. Like I've I run into coaches all the time on the road at IMG or Tampa Catholic, wherever I'm at. You're going to see Georgia coaches, Alabama coaches, whatever. Those guys just like it. And they have the hardware of winning consecutive titles. Hmm. They have the hardware of being in the SEC championship game pretty much every freaking year. That's right. That's right. It's not that hard, and they put in the effort, and they have, by all accounts. I've asked this question to fifty kids and parents; every single one has been the same answer: it's Georgia, who has the best facilities. Oh. Never had another answer in the last two—not one. No, so no. They have all. They have all the above. So, it's not out of the question. Getting Rayola would be really important. You got to have a quarterback. Got him. He's, you know, but. I have no idea. That kid's recruitment's everywhere. I wouldn't touch a prediction on him for any. I don't care if he walked up to me and told me he was going to Georgia. I wouldn't believe him. But that's that's just me. So.
0: No, that's good. That's good. We're going to come back and we're going to talk uh, more Georgia recruiting. Maybe some guys that are already in this class, uh, in this cycle, that are making name for themselves, or maybe some guys that could have some room to grow. But first I want you to know about Bilt Bar. Bill Bar is the tastiest protein bar on planet Earth. How do I know? I've tried them all. They're delicious. They are fantastic. Got chocolate flavors, peanut butter flavors. Right now, there's this peanut butter marshmallow flavor that's absolutely bonkers. It's crazy. It's delicious. Got crisps everywhere, fruit. Uh, like i said uh, try try the little mint chocolate that's delicious the brownie fudge all of it's great and it tastes like a candy bar it is in fact a protein bar but it, in fact tastes like a candy bar you can't say that about anything else and right now for our listeners go over to built.com and you're going to get 15 off your entire order that's 15 off your entire order built.com when you use the promo code locked on and you're gonna get those straight to your door you can o- always go to sam's club or you can find them uh in many different places but the best place built.com 15% off your entire order. Uh, they are dietary approved on the go meal replacement, pre-workout, post-workout during workout. Don't be that person that leaves it at the gym. However, built.com the tastiest protein bar on planet earth. Brian, uh, we wanted to come back and we wanted to talk about maybe some names, maybe some kids that are making names for themselves and getting up those recruitment boards. And right now, we have a couple of five star, a couple of four star. But of this class, as you look at it, is there anybody within Georgia that has committed that is making a name for themselves or, or starting to get a lot of feels out there where people are saying are popping on their names right now? You know, you look at Ellis Robinson, and he's the guy that just shines out from this class. Right. People talking like lockdown all the way through. Is he truly that? head and shoulders above everybody else, or are there other guys in this class that can rise up to that elite status?
1: I know Ellis pretty well. He's an IMG kid, so he's got polish. That's that's a term we use a lot with corners. And most, quite frankly, high school corners don't have a lot of that. No. He's, even last year, um, I'm trying to think, he was one of the two or three most polished kids in the country as an underclassman. He, you know, he takes to his craft. And he's a nice guy. He'll, he'll tell you why he's good and all that, but he's, he's pretty humble too. I just like the way he plays. though. Everything he does is about being a professional football player. This is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to play corner, you got to have that attitude because I don't care how good you are. You're going to get beat sometimes. Okay. And even when he does, the next play he comes back and he has the same attitude. But remember now, he's at IMG. The guys he's lining up with in practice, that's about as good as it's going to get. So he's used to it. He went up against Carnell Tate every day. Last year in practice, you know that you know he signed with Ohio State for a reason. He's a really good receiver. Those are the kinds of things he's done. I think he's one of the top three to five players in America, regardless of position. And to be honest with you, if he came in and started, or was at least a close starter at Georgia or wherever, wouldn't matter which school he went to. He just happened to go to Georgia. It wouldn't be surprising. He has that polish to do it.
0: Yeah, and that's you. It pops off whenever you look at the guy's film. He just moves. And again, it's it's this. I, I hate using the term intangibles because it gets overused, but when your eyes see him, your eyes gravitate towards him. And he just, he has, there's no wasted steps. It's kind of like on a basketball court. You you know, guys, he's go down to the Y who used to play college ball because even the ones that were like the 12th man, in the rotation, they don't or have dead. wasted steps on the floor. This is this guy on the football field. He doesn't have wasted steps. He is polished. It's incredible. Uh, I'm going to give you another name um, that people are excited for. And, and it is, uh, uh, Niterion Tuggle, uh, out of uh, Brandon, <laughs> In, Florida, six three one ninety. Um, I, I gravitate towards this kid. He's newer on the commitment to Georgia of all these guys, but uh, he shines to me. Talk to me a little about Tuggle, and and am I are my eyes deceiving me, or does this guy have that
1: ceiling that's up there? It's he has one of the more unique stories. He's from Indiana, or yep. like I said. He's from a one one A high school like when I was a kid when I grew up in Indiana, it was one A 1A high school nobody came out of that program. Yep. When I saw he was coming out of there and I saw Georgia offered him, I'm like, this is bizarre. But his film, you watch about three clips and you're like, okay. Now I, I did. I still don't know how in the hell he ended up where he was, but it is what it is. Once he got, he got all these different offers out of the South and other places. Northern Indiana just doesn't have a lot of players. It's a basketball state. That's right. And Georgia, how I me mean, think about it. What are they, what do they offer? Two kids a year, maybe out of Indiana, they're probably going to be Indianapolis or Fort Wayne kids. So that kind of puts it in perspective. And I know flat out from talking to people that were Georgia, they're excited about the kid. I know that flat out. And the size is there, the length you made a good comparison to a certain receiver that was recently in Athens. Ooh. I don't know. That's rough. I mean, that's a tough comparison, I, but I mean, I get it just athletically, he can play boundary or he could play the flanker spot and he's a kid that can make plays after the catch. And he's not the five, nine guy. No. He's over six foot tall and does that. And that's different because his catch radius is bigger and his ability to still run by guys is there. That's an SEC starting wide receiver in waiting.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. Coming down to IMG and, and you're right. Coming out of the state of it, you just don't get these kids oh, out yeah. there at all. Uh, and he does. You turn on the film And the first three plays, I think the first three are, are, if I remember correctly, last time was all, yeah, they are eye-popping what this guy can do. And he has a little bit of a, he is big, 6'3", 190, he's going to bulk up to 205, something like that. I I don't know if it should get above that for how he plays, but he's got some wiggle to him. He's not only that possession guy, right? Possession's great and everything, and that's what... Jorge Pickens, we call him Jorge on the show, give him a little pet nickname, but George Pickens runs that go route and, and he's going to get up and get the ball. He's going to outfight people for it. He might be one of the top five receivers in the NFL this year. And I don't want to put hate on this kid already, but he does. It just my eyes tell me something about that. Uh, and it's exciting. That is Tuggle. Uh, and I, I agree. Anybody else stand out to you from this class that George is com- compiling so far? Uh, Safety, Woodyard out of, out of California or uh, Phillips running? Rod- Back or, or who else kind of
1: strikes you I mean with Georgia it doesn't matter which kid you pick out of their commitment list would I mean that's the kid out of Cali you're talking about yeah he's a kid that could play in the box he could play the slot spot and be kind of a hybrid linebacker he's very very intelligent high IQ kid his his eval is three clips and you don't have to go any further which is always good he's a three clipper that's a term I learned a long time ago when I knew okay. Urban Meyer it's Certain kids, there's not a lot of a lot of effort to. It's just where you're gonna play. He's he has a chance to play on Sundays, yeah. He, he has that ability. Um, the state of Georgia is so good, it's it's unbelievable. I to be honest with you, I think the only thing that I would say that's interesting, not sorry, one player. I'm curious to see what Georgia does in head-to-head battles, specifically with Clemson. Clemson's getting destroyed mm. in their own home state by nil and south carolina right now but they're getting yeah. they're trying to keep continuing to go across and get georgia kids that will be the determining factor back to one of your other questions about the greatest class that's going to be the key there there's going to be a few of those battles nicar can they keep him from flipping to florida state that's something i have yeah. no idea what he's going to do that that program colquitt's one of my favorite in the country i know landon thomas really well who flipped back to florida state that's another battle. it's these are the fun things that we go through. It'll probably carry out until national signing day. We'll ask the same question because these schools aren't going to stop Kirby. Certainly not. I, no, I know sir. that. Um, I wish I could tell you which kid it's going to be, but the name that is the wild card here for me is Davis, another Florida state battle, but a certain running back. It is from that same area. I'm, he's a kid that I know extremely well. He's one of my favorite kids in the class. Look, Anytime Kirby can get a running back, he is a run first guy. Yes, sir. Uh, that's that's what he's going to do. But uh, Florida State and Clemson, the battles right there are going to determine, especially in South Georgia, that area is a lot harder for Georgia to recruit because it's so far. It's a humongous state. North Georgia, I think, is a lot easier for them. It's an hour, hour and twenty yeah. to Atlanta. You know, just just recruiting the edge of Atlanta, you can get 10 players and be very happy. It's unbelievable how good that city is. Yeah. But uh, that's, that's I, good. I think Georgia will do very, very well. Yep,
0: that's great. We're going to come back after this and ask one more name that just popped with an official to Georgia, although he may be locked in somewhere else. We'll get back to that right after this. All right. Hey, we want to thank the 199 who are here with us. We call you the 199, your loyal third segment listeners. Uh, If you don't know the story of the 199, we got called the 199 by some illustrious Twitter fan who said probably 199 people are listening to the podcast. uh, And that's wildly false. Thousands of y'all are here. We appreciate that wildly, but we call you the 199. Thanks for being here. Loyal third segment listener. And I want to get to a name. Uh, That is fascinating for me because I saw this pop a couple days ago, official visit. Everybody's talking number one player in the nation, depending on what service you're using. And that's Jeremiah Smith, wide receiver uh, out of Florida, heading over right now, commit to Ohio State. Kid 6'3", 200 pounds. And you want to talk about Polish? My goodness gracious. This is a different level uh, of freak athleticism. But he gets the official to Georgia and he's taking it. Uh, tell us about the kid. What pops for you about him? What sets him apart? And then lastly, what's George's chances of actually flipping this kid?
1: To put it in perspective, in my, in my opinion, the best prospect I ever watched on film or anything else is Randy Moss. There will never be another Randy Moss. He, he, kid ran 4-4 in jeans. So th- that, that aside, Jeremiah is like, there's only two or three guys since Randy w- that would be close Jeremiah is in that for all the following, speed, wingspan, his size that you mentioned. And then I, I know him well. He plays at Chaminade Madonna down in Broward County, just outside of uh, Miami. And he's a kid that every single thing he does is based on his efforts to get to the National Football League. He can be as high draft pick as there can be. I mean, literally in stretching everything he does, he is on target. That's just who he is. And he's very, very mature. Um, he's going to the state finals this upcoming weekend in track in two events. It's whatever he does, he wins. It doesn't matter. He's, he's a hurdler, like the guys he's running against. He looks like a, a an elk or something. He's so big compared to some of the other guys, it's hilarious. And he's still out in front of them. But at the same time, that's why he has an offer from literally any school you could imagine. He can pick up the yeah. phone and go any school in America. But he committed early to Ohio State. But he originally said a visit to Florida and now Georgia as well. So it's, it's kind of interesting to me. Maybe he's changed his mind and and wants to kind of go through the process. When I had talked to him early on, I thought there was no chance in hell that he wasn't going to go to Ohio state. And that's pretty much what the consensus was down here in Florida, where I live. That's right. But when you add not one, but two visits that changes my perception, I saw him last week. I didn't even ask him about it because, you know, he's, he's in track season. He was just hanging out at football practice, but He's just a kid, kind of going through the process. There's something there because why would he waste his time?
0: That's exactly right. Yeah, when you're I talking don't, these, I don't know elite, what else? these elite kids, uh, they are smart. These are the types of players. When you're talking, by the way, elk reference. People say gazelle, <laughs> run like a gazelle.
1: He's, y'all,
0: he's an unbelievable athlete. Y'all, y'all didn't hunt. elk. If you don't know how an elk runs, y'all come out to the west. I'm <laughs> from the west coast originally, and, and I hunted elk. Elk are the most freakish animals I've ever seen in my entire life. They can be gone over a mountain in five seconds that took you half a day to (laughs) climb up. It's ridiculous. Uh, But that, so that's a great, great reference to who this is, the speed, the size, all of that. And when you hear about recruiting services, bringing up names, Randy Moss, Julio Jones, I mean, and they're not joking. It's not hyperbolic. It is right in line. Uh, And, and you're right. One, one official visit to a school where your buddy's playing or something like that, Okay. I get that. All of a sudden you do two official visits. Once you're already a hard commit early on, that grabs my attention. And now I start feeling okay. Especially if Nicar does in fact get those feels out where all of a sudden he does the, Hey coach, I'm thinking. And Kirby says, Go do what you need to do, son, and says, No problem. I'll just take that and put it right over here and really, really go hard. We saw that with Puglisi, quarterback recruit. We, I like Puglisi. I like his arm. I like what's going on when you miss out on Archman and you got to pivot and you got to try to change. And they were already have those things in the work from this last cycle up for that. And now Raiola. So I, I, I like our chances. I don't think it's going to happen. If I had money and I bet, which I do, uh, I would not say Ohio State is going to lose on that. But I like our chances a little bit with this. Uh, Brian, tell the folks where they can find you one more time, Twitter or anything like that, so they can go follow you. Dog fans, go follow this man for all the intel you need.
1: I am a Twitter guy, most importantly. Uh, I have the same handle on Instagram. It's FBScout underscore Florida. That is FBScout underscore Florida.
0: Awesome. Brian, thanks for much for being with us. We appreciate it. This has been Locked On Bulldogs, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'll see you all next.